Hello, and welcome to The Bonds of Marriage, a podcast where myself and my husband talk about uh, the James Bond films. My name is Delilah. And my name is Chase. And uh, there's one catch. I don't really like the early James Bond films. In fact, she kind of hates them. I kind of hate them. Well, (laughs) maybe not hate, but you don't like them. Yeah. No, I don't like them. That's... <laughs> so this has been the struggle. We've done... We've started... When did we start this podcast? We started this... Po- well, so here's the... It's funny. We're coming full circle now because last year, 2016 for Christmas, um, my husband just kind of wanted to create a podcast with me. It's, we wanted to do it together for a long time. And so he just kind of planted the seed and gave me a fun gift of, hey, we've got these... He made me these golden tickets and Spent I could... a lot could, of time on them. Yeah. And I could basically pick whatever kind of podcast I wanted to do with him and we would do it. Um, So I had the brilliant idea of (laughs) watching these Bond films because he loves James Bond so much. And um, we just kind of went from there. So what's been tough, though, is that I don't like watching them. So I fall asleep and then we just suck at recording these. So what we thought, it is now December 26th. 2017. So it's been a full year. <laughs> Has it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Pretty much. We haven't been recording for a year, but um, I can't remember actually the when we recorded the first episode. Do we want to read? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sorry, but... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I was... I'm sick, right? I, well, I'm, I'm still sick. I'm a little sick. Yeah. So that's why I sound particularly weird. I've said before, and people have said, I am a Muppet voice. It's okay. Uh, but... So now it's like a weird gravelly Muppet voice, more like a Grover, right? Sure, yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, (laughs) But so a couple of days ago, Chase and I were driving home from a family holiday party, and he was like, you know what would actually be really good is if we watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Mm -hmm. um, because it's more of a Christmassy movie. Um, and maybe that would kind of like ignite the flame in me to <laughs> record. So we went ahead and did it. We watched it um, the next night. So it's out of order. Like, like if yeah, we're, we're doing them in order, order, we would be on Thunderball at this point. But we've skipped ahead like four movies to yes. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And you know what? I'm so glad we did because it really made me excited to record and watch the movies and really just put my all into something that's fun for us to do together. We do have a lot of fun doing this, and um, I I know I kind of complain a lot about watching the movies, but (laughs) I have a lot of fun doing this podcast and talking about it with, you know, my friends and family. It's just a fun thing that we get to do together. So I'm excited to talk about On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, so this movie is uh, a rare... Bond movie in that it's uh, it stars George Lazenby as James Bond, and it's the only one he was able to do or wanted to do. Yeah, it's the only one he wanted to do. I really wanted to, like, research this film because I just thought it was so interesting. Like, I think I'm just so over Sean Connery. Like, I'm not looking forward to going back and watching him be Bond. And, like, this was just such an interesting concept to me that it's, like, Sean Connery was Bond for so long. I don't, you know, I, how many films did he do before? I think he did five. This one. So, right. So he's this character for f- five films. It's a long time. People get used to him. It's like me with Daniel Craig. Like, I don't know 
what Bond is going to be like when he's not him anymore. So it's like this new thing with this new actor. It'll end up being Tom Holland, I'm sure. Oh, God. Just kidding. Please, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But um, it was just fun to see this different guy, this Aussie. There's this whole um, thing on Hulu, this biography. There's a documentary on Hulu that I think Hulu is co-production anyway. Mm -hmm. But it's called, what is it called? We should know this. Becoming Bond or something or... Here, I'll look it up. You can, you can anyway, talk about it. but it's basically uh, like a biography of of George Lazenby's life, and he narrates it. Uh, and he's a weird, interesting guy. I mean, I think it was entertaining. And he's so anyway. If you want well, some background on him, it's called Becoming Bond. Becoming Bond, yeah. So it's pretty interesting. He was basically a used car salesman in Australia. Was not an actor. He had done some modeling and stuff, and then just randomly conned his way into the auditions, and then. Somehow got the part. Um, yeah, he just kind of, he met with uh, one of the Broccoli's, I can't remember who it was, and someone else, and just said, you know, he he looked like Sean Connery, he had a haircut like Sean Connery, he had mm-hmm. the tan like Sean Connery, he wore a suit like him, just walked into this meeting, arms folded, and said, I heard you're looking for a new Bond, and... Um, they wanted nothing to do with him at the beginning, <laughs> which I think is great. And um, they wanted to see him fight. This I thought was really interesting. I watched a quick little clip on YouTube that BBC America did. So it's a different thing. It's not this Hulu documentary. But um, he, they wanted to see him fight. Mm-hmm. And so they brought this like big, huge guy in to fight him. And he's like, well, I didn't know how to do anything else, but, you know, fight until I couldn't fight anymore and he just like laid him out on the ground and then the next day he got the part yeah and it's interesting so in the first one of the first scenes of this movie he's he's fighting some guys like in the ocean like on the beach and he's taking these crazy wild like haymaker swings yeah it's it's like he's like winding up yeah and really exaggerated like movements and I wonder if it's kind of like I don't know. I I the I will say the the direction of this movie is a lot different than the other older James Bond movies where there's a lot of crash zooms and like really quick cuts and almost and like in the fight scenes they'll uh it's like a little bit fast like fast motion. Mm-hmm. Uh they call it under cranking basically just like everything's moving faster than it should to try to create this sort of you know like faster fast paced thing but um I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. There's even like a slow-mo scene and it's a lot of interesting uh, direction choices, I feel like. Yeah, a lot of interesting choices. It's here's the thing. I actually I enjoyed this movie. I I got kind of tired at the end cuz it was we were watching it, it was really yeah, we, late. Again, we did not make it through in one viewing. But <laughs> like, like I was usually. I was not falling asleep out of boredom. Yeah, we I were was just tired. tired. Was it on Christmas Eve or the <laughs> No, night it was before? the night before. Okay, so we were t- we were tired anyways, but so do you want to get into it or do you have some more background about the movie? No, that's good. Yeah, we don't need to go into more. It's okay. okay. <laughs> There's a lot. It's just watch that documentary on Hulu if you're really super interested because mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. I haven't finished it, but just the things that I've kind of searched for on YouTube just to kind of get a better grasp of the film itself, you can just find a lot of interesting facts mm-hmm. about it. Well, what I like about this movie, well, okay, so they were in kind of a weird spot. They had to, they were replacing Sean Connery, who had done all these movies, with this new guy who was a totally unknown actor, and they sort of had to acknowledge that fact, but also 
they wanted him to be his own sort of Bond. So they kind of throw in some meta humor that is bizarre. <laughs> so yeah, there's a clip and uh, so what's the first scene? Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, so the first scene, uh, Bond is driving on this highway. There's someone driving behind him. It's a woman. She's, you know, honking her horn. She's driving driving a a really erratic. A really cool red uh, convertible Mercury Cougar. And um, she ends up just passing Bond on this one-way road, and he's just kind of like, what the heck, follows her and sees that she's pulled over onto the side of the road. It's, you know, along the ocean. And... Uh, sees that her car door is open. She's not in it anymore. And he pulls out a little telescope. It's like a <laughs> rifle scope. Yeah. But he just has it on its own. Yeah. And sees that she is walking on the sand with her high heels and her gown. And she's beautiful. And I immediately turn to Chase. I'm like, she's going to kill herself. She's trying to kill herself. <laughs> and it's like, duh, like classic. And... um she takes off her sh- she slides out of her shoes. She's wearing like high heel sandals and starts slowly walking into the ocean. And you're just like, dang, like that is such a rough way to go. Like why? <laughs> of all ways, why would you go that way? Like that's so scary. <laughs> but um he Bond then runs out oh no, excuse me. He doesn't run out of the car. He <laughs> takes his car, drives it down to the shoreline. On the beach. On like, the beach. Yeah. And rescues her. And she just, like, immediately just, like, goes limp. She's, like, passed out. And uh, he then is quickly met by these two kind of henchmen guys, hold a gun up to his head, hold a knife to her throat, and they all start to fight. Which, uh, given what happens later in the movie, I'm kind of confused as why they were... Why they would put a knife up against her throat. Well, yeah, and also why would they try to kill him? Yeah, it doesn't... Because, so, I don't know, we can talk about it later, but... Yeah, it's confusing. But uh, but anyway, so he says this line. <laughs> it's so... It, right, he, so they fight. <laughs> there's all this, you know, all this stuff goes on. He ends up, you know, getting away, of course. And he turns, looks at the camera, which is hysterical. Yeah, directly into the directly camera. Directly into the camera and says, they didn't do this to the other guy. This didn't happen. Oh, this never happened to the other fella. Yes, I messed up the line. Shoot, yeah, get close. (laughs) But basically saying like this wouldn't have happened to Sean Connery. Look at me. This never happened to the other fella. Or I guess I don't know. Like, it's, like, it was a really like it was an intense fight. Like, what would that mean though in the context of the movie? If you weren't, you know what I mean. Like, what what could that mean if it wasn't just a like a nod to the audience of being like, yes, this is a new this, James Bond. Like, what could that possibly mean? I think that's all it was. This never happened to the other fella. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, so weird. That had to that's why all it's, it, was. it sticks out so much. It's really bizarre. It was strange. And I will say of George Lazenby. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. But I asked Delilah. <laughs> I knew how old he was when this movie was filmed. I said, how old do you think he looks? And she's like, 40? Because he does. Like, he has, like, some deep, he has deep creases on his face. Crinkle, yeah. Crinkles. He's very wrinkles. tan. Um, but, yeah, just, like, a lot of wrinkles and stuff. And uh, he was actually 28. 28. <laughs> so, I'm 26. Yeah. Like, that's what's crazy. And, again, I think, you know, back in the 60s, people aged worse you know like there's obviously he's probably out in the sun constantly 
He was smoking. He's probably not spending like hundreds of dollars on skincare like I am. So <laughs> I, get, I, I get it. I get Even it. I put on SPF lotion every day. So. Yeah, but he, he was an Aussie. Aussies don't believe in like skin cancer. I know. So he looks old, but he, but he looks good. <laughs> like he, I think he looks the part definitely. And I think that's probably mostly why they cast him is he looks like a James Bond. Yeah, he does. He's a great James Bond. Very handsome. Very he, tough. He is very, and he's got a great, this is weird for me to say. Well, no, it's not. I'll just say it. He's got a good body. He's like got a he's great body. A he long looks, torso and yeah. like really thin waist and like broad shoulders. He, he looks very tall. Like I, I feel think like. he is tall. I don't oh, know I'm how sure tall he is. He is I'll look it up. But he just, you know, in films, sometimes you can't tell. Like Tom Cruise is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Of course, they kind of make it that way so that he doesn't seem so short but it's like you see him and you're like damn that is a tall drink of water <laughs> like he is well and i i mentioned this it's like the way they tailor his suits mm-hmm. is really nice like they're longer i was i have this like thing where we have started watching like the bachelor and the bachelorette again unfortunately <laughs> except for this latest season delilah's not into it but we'll watch it we've been watching the bat we watched the bachelorette the last time it was on so they have all these guys these like good looking dudes and they they give them all these suits to wear and like the rose ceremonies and like they they, no they don't give them the suits they have to bring their own clothes really yes well whoever they don't know how to tailor have their suits tailored they look ridiculous because their their suit jackets are crazy tight for one because they want to like look more muscular that they can barely button them and then also they're really short like they go barely past their waist which is not how a suit is supposed to look and in this movie his his jackets are cut really long yeah they like cover like way his past whole his butt. butt and so which it should cover your whole butt but i mean right a but you longer. don't you just don't really see that but anyway it just it makes long. his like torso look so long and uh he looks good but He's so good looking i just i want to like talk to these bachelorette guys and and tell them well they look bad they look so bad <laughs> George Lazenby is 6'2", and so is Sean Connery. Yeah. But that is interesting to me because Sean doesn't look that tall on screen. Like, he looks tall, I guess, but I never would have guessed that he's 6'2". I think it's because he doesn't have a particularly thin waist. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? And especially in the later movies, he gets a little mm. bigger. But I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, so... We always talk about the theme song, and I had said to Chase before recording, I'm like, I don't even remember what the theme song was, <laughs> so it must not have been very good. <laughs> well, I will say, I think this is my, if I had to rank them, and maybe we'll do this in an episode later, but this is probably my second favorite theme song of all of them. Oh, really? Yeah, or third. That's shocking. I love it. it it's instrumental. Right. And uh, I don't know. Oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm uh, hiccuping. Sorry. Ooh. I pity you guys. Sorry, you have to listen to that. God, what an <laughs> unprofessional podcast we have here. Uh, but uh, but it's it's really catchy and just like sets a mood and like, there's these like horns. I just, I don't know. I like it a lot. I uh, wonder, I don't know. To me, that just seems like the normal, like, dun, 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 dun. you know, and it, it just doesn't seem that different to me. It's, well, it's, it's really different than the normal James Bond theme. I know. I'm not stupid. It just kind of seems, <laughs> it just kind of seems like it. So maybe that's why it's kind of forgettable for me. Yeah. And then we were talking about, there is sort of a secondary theme in the movie where, uh, in the movie you hear played, uh, later on, um, a song called We Have All the Time in the World by Louis Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And they, it's a big theme in the movie Time. And they even mention Yeah, it Time is stuff. a huge yeah. theme. So like the opening credits, there's hourglasses and um you see big ben 
right? Mm-hmm. Is it Big Ben? I think so, yeah. And, you know, he's always looking at his watch. There's He goes into this lawyer's office that and... Um, steals some documents. Yeah, steals some documents. And he just kind of, he takes his watch off to mind the time and just kind of sets it there. It, you know, it, it's also some real nice product placement yeah, for Rolex. Course. But, yeah. Although, I mean, I assumed it was a Rolex, but you don't, you can't tell that it's a Rolex. Yeah, it's not overly, like, branded. They don't do a close-up of the watch like they've done in the later, like, even the latest ones with the Omega watches, like, they do do a close-up. Do you think the Playboy magazine was a product Oh, it has to have been, yes. So, in that same scene, James is, like, he has this, I don't know, should we talk about why he's even there? I guess we don't really ever talk about the plot. I mean, we can do a rough outline of the plot. He basically meets this girl he saves her her name is tracy um teresa and you know and she's the daughter of a crime lord an italian like mob boss basically name uh what's his last name draco draco yeah and so um but he has like legit businesses as well like construction businesses and stuff and which is this is why i was confused why the men were attacking him because basically Bond gets taken away by, like, gunpoint to his office, to to this guy's office, and he basically tells him, my daughter has, like, is messed up. Like, she's weird. She has, like, mental problems, but she needs a good, strong man to marry her, Mm -hmm. and I want you to marry her, and if you do, I'll give you a million pounds or whatever. Yeah. And so, and he's like, nah, that's okay, but if you help me find Blofeld... I'll see, I'll see, you know, like no promises. And so that's what kind of kicks off the plot is that it's Bond and Tracy together. They kind of hit it off a little bit. Like he's, he's, uh, saves her from, she bets money she doesn't have at a casino. And anyway. Yeah. Tracy, I said to Chase while we were watching it, I'm like, what's her damage? Like, why is this, <laughs> why does she suck so much? You know, cause she's just doing all these weird things. You know, she tries to kill herself in the ocean. She, Bets a hand and some games. She has no money. She has like self-destructive al- tendencies. Although her her dad's a millionaire, you know, it's like she's just like the classic like poor rich girl. Yeah, you know, just she's constantly, um, you know, it's a common it's a common character in movies, but just this rich girl who's constantly seeking thrills from petty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they do hit it off. Like I think they have pretty good chemistry. By the way, Tracy is played by Diana Rigg, who is great in this movie. I yes. think she's one of the best Bond girls. She's amazing. Of all. She saved the whole movie for me. Not that yeah. the movie was failing by any means, but just having her, she is a fantastic character. Tracy is. I say like, oh, she has this weird kind of. She has a weird introduction, but you really see who she really is and love her. And, you know, she's just a badass. Like, she she gets stuff done. She's not scared. And she just falls in love with Bond. Like, how can you not fall in love with him? And he fell in love with her, which mm-hmm. you, you never see that. I think that's what makes this movie so special and why it really kind of captivated me was that it was different. You weren't seeing – and I think that's why I like the Daniel Craig ones – so much as well. Yeah, I think, um, and by the way, this movie was not very successful compared to the other ones. And uh, no, not I at think all. it kind of scared them off of deviating from the like classic Bond formula. So then after this, you've got like Diamonds Are Forever, which Connery comes back, yeah. and it's just like copy paste, you know, the same bl- Bond plot that you've seen before. Yeah. So I think it was kind of blew up in their faces. But this movie has sort of had a 
resurgence of like respectability in the last 10 years, I'd say. Well, I think that it's people realize it's... how it's actually pretty good, even though, like, um, you know, uh, Lazenby is kind of stiff, like, he's not great in it, like, he's not terrible, but he is kind of a stiff actor, and I think a lot of that is that he's not very good at an English accent. He's horrible at an yeah. English <laughs> accent. He said cougar at one point, and he was like, cougar. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was yeah. it was rough. But you and I were talking about this at lunch today. They ADR over his voice like <laughs> for half of the film yeah. because he's impersonating a yeah. what? Is he is he German? He no no, he's Who, a British guy. He's like a really stodgy Oh, but he British has like this guy. weird high pitched Sir, yeah. So basically the plot uh he goes undercover to a uh like a a mountaintop clinic in the Swiss Alps. Mm-hmm. As a guy who's he's posing as Sir Hillary Bray, who's like mm-hmm. a genealogist, because Blofeld, all he wants to do at this point is is prove his ancestry that he's like a count, and then kind of be left alone, like pull off one last heist and hold the world ransom, and then he can just be mm-hmm. left alone. So he's paying this guy to come study his lineage and like you know determine that he's a count. So they send Bond who's pretending to be this guy. So Bond meets the actor who plays Sir Hilary Bray, who has this, like, my daughter, like this, that was terrible. But, mm-hmm. like, this very high, like, nasally, classically, like, British voice. And then he, he like, imitates it perfectly because, really, they just have that actor ADR all his lines for, like, half the movie. And it's really, it's a bizarre move. And I can't, I don't know, it's weird. They had to have done it just because he couldn't do an... A British accent. Yeah. Just so. even on his own. So they were like, how can we make this work and also follow, you know, the script and the novel that it's based off of? Yeah. And one thing that's interesting is... Uh, is it a no- what's the difference between a novel? If it's, you would call it a novel, right? Yeah. the Like the James Bond books? Yeah. Yeah, they're novels. There's a peek behind the curtain, guys, <laughs> of the <laughs> ridiculous questions I asked James. Uh, um, well, so so what's interesting is if you've seen Spectre, which is the last James Bond to come out, they sort of um, copy a lot of plot points from this movie to the point where it's almost like a soft like remake of it, where yeah. uh, he meets the girl at a mountaintop place, allergy clinic, basically. Yeah. And that's the same thing as that's in, uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. So he goes to this place, there's all these like beautiful young women from all over the world who are supposedly being treated for severe allergies, but in reality, they're being brainwashed to distribute foot and mouth disease or something like that. It's not like the most devious thing, not foot and mouth disease. It's It's, something that will like kill off all the livestock. Yeah. It's something basically to just, yeah, make the world's food, you know, yeah, it's the Inedible. threat. It's the threat of that 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 Blofeld is gonna hold the world ransom to get what he wants. Yeah. So yeah. So but yeah, Diana Rigg again going back is Tracy, yes. and she plays uh, Lady. What's her name in Game of Thrones? Lady. Oh shoot! What is her name uh, in Game of man, Thrones? This is hold bad. on, We're hold bad on. Game of Thrones fans, if we can't well, think of this. Well, listen. There's a <laughs> billion characters. Lady Tyrell, uh, that's Yeah, Alina. Oleana. Oleana Tyrell, yeah. yes. This old feisty grandma, and she's she rules in she that. She's so good. So I'm happy that she got to keep acting until she's old. You well, know, and she kicks good. ass in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. So clearly she is a smart woman who makes smart 
you know, business decisions. Granted, I've only seen her in these two things. Maybe she's made really stupid stuff. <laughs> but I watched a little interview with her about, you know, the making of this and how she really didn't like uh, the previous films because, you know, James Bond is really crappy to women and just uses them as a as a tool and, you know, as just an accessory. And in this, she's important. I mean, she saves James mm-hmm. and... Um, Although, so like the, he's at this like roof mountaintop place and he manages to sleep with a couple of the girls secretly at night, like sneaking out, but he's already kind of with Tracy at the time. So So that's what's really funny. I read a few articles uh, or a few like reviews from Mm -hmm. back when it was released in the 60s. What was it? 66 or 68? 68. Yeah, it was late 60s Um, of the year. And there, I, there, I, didn't keep any of the articles up, so I don't know what their names were. But I guess there was this, like, iconic, like, feminist uh, critic. And she wrote this review and was... Was it, like, Gloria Steinem or something? No, I would remember that. But she was she was basically just saying, you know, yeah, he's not the most charismatic Bond, da-da-da. And then goes on to, you know, praise its kind of, like, feminist views. But then she just goes back in... Oh, shit. I'm be- I wish I could remember the whole article. <laughs> But it's funny because it's like at that time you just kind of had to accept what you could get. Mm-hmm. And there still are, like you were saying, he goes to this facility and sleeps with two women in one night within like two hours of each other. Yeah. And, and she even talked about that in her article but was just like, oh, it's okay because he really did love Tr- uh, Tracy. Tracy? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. You really just – I, it's sad, but that's what kind of what they had to accept at that time. But yeah. it was, you know, they took it as like this triumphant thing. So now it's like that, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. One would hope. So, yeah. So there's, so Tracy's obviously the main Bond girl. Then there's these girls from all over the world. And it's, they do some kind of like racist things where it's like, there's a black girl and like, she's allergic to bananas. I was like, hmm. Mm. Don't like that. Yeah. That's a little that's a little on the nose. It's uh, up. There's like a Chinese girl and she was allergic to rice. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they were thinking, like, what can these what do Chinese people eat? Yeah. They just eat rice, so, so what? Like Yeah, so basically it's like it's showing there's all these women and they're from all different countries. So you know, you see this whole spectrum. I think the Irish girl was allergic allergic to, to potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> The other girl, the, the British wo- girl, was allergic to chickens. Yeah, oh, oh, so weird. Yeah. It was so strange. But basically, Blofeld like hypnotizes them, and it's also has stuff to to do with the food that they eat. So they're only allowed to eat the thing that they're allergic to, mm-hmm. like chicken or potatoes or whatever. Yeah. So, but th- this is sort of the Christmassy portion of the movie where it is Christmas time in the movie. So there, mm-hmm. there's like a Christmas tree in the little clinic place there's like all these decorations and then bond is able to escape out of there and he goes into like a little ski town below and it's like all these christmas festivities and stuff yeah, like that yeah they're ice so. skating and mm-hmm. doing all But kinds what of stuff. i thought was interesting and it was like he escapes to this village but their blowfield's men are like right after him and he's not really losing them and he seems like pretty scared and freaked out that he's just going to die mm-hmm. in this little town. And then he sits down near the ice rink and he sees, you just see like these feet skate up and then it's Tracy. And basically she rescues him and he's like so grateful. And I can't imagine if this movie was uh, 
with Sean Connery. I can't imagine him acting the same way, like actually acting scared. I don't think Sean Connery in any of his movies has ever acted scared before. No, and I don't believe that Sean Connery would allow a woman to to rescue him. Yeah, he'd probably make them rewrite the script. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so so she rescues him. They go on like a chase. There's There's some pretty good action in this movie, though. I like it. There's a lot of skiing. There's some like car chases in the snow. Uh, speaking of cars, we'll talk about cars. Uh, there's that cool Mercury Cougar. Uh, and then Bond drives a, a Aston Martin. I don't know what it is. I should have looked it up. It's 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 really cool. I love it. I, I like it better than the classic like silver Aston Martin convertible that he has in Goldfinger. I think it's awesome looking. Yeah. But anyway, so those are the cars. Yeah, great. <laughs> and this movie, it doesn't. It, there's no gadgets in it. Like no, not really. And that was he has a camera at one point. Yeah, a he small has like a tiny little spy camera. Um, he uses that little telescope that's just like for a rifle. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah, no gadgets. Q is in it briefly. And mm-hmm. uh, he's in it at the beginning and then at the end. And that just yeah, he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it's kind of it's weird, but it's a different kind of film. It's not doesn't follow this. Mm-hmm. Those guidelines that have been set before, but then they just go back to it all. Yeah. So you talked about um, Bond suits a little bit, but what about some of the other fashions in it that you like? Well, Tracy Dress is so just fabulous throughout mm-hmm. it because she's this, you know, super rich countess. And she, you know, I can't think of anything that really like stuck like What about stuck the out to me wedding dress? Except that's what I was going to oh, say. Sorry, Jeez. I keep stepping on your Jeez. comments. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So yes, she has this fabulous wedding dress. So spoiler alert: they get married at the end, <laughs> and it's like, it's so sweet. And you're just like so. I could only imagine being a woman in that time. So this it was released in '69, mm-hmm. and just being like so. I mean, maybe they wouldn't feel this way because they're mad that it's not Sean Connery anymore. But <laughs> just being, like, so excited that James Bond, like, finally finds a lady, settles down, marries her, just so romantic. And she's beautiful. And she has this awesome wedding dress that's made out of – it's very 60s. It's, mm-hmm. um, like, crocheted lace daisies all mm-hmm. over. It's so beautiful. She has this really pretty, like, caftan robe, white kind of chiffon robe. Uh and has flowers in her hair. She looks beautiful. There's a lot of cool, like, ski, like, jumpsuits and stuff, like the henchmen. And uh, so uh, they come back, and basically Blofeld captures Tracy. James is able to escape. And then so Tracy's dad, who has, like, this army of, like, you know, goons, he gets three helicopters, and they fly in and just attack this... this uh, place on the top of the mountain and just like with machine guns and they all his men are wearing like white like jumpsuits and it looks really cool um for some reason blofeld's men have like orange jackets with olympic rings on them yeah i'm confused as to why they have the rings on them i mean maybe the the olympic games in like 60 something were there and i i don't know it's basically like an ad for like switzerland's ski industry like they they do it there's a bobsled chase yeah at the end with Blofeld and Bond, there's skiing stuff. There's, you know. Ice skating. The ice skating and curl. Oh, they do they do curling mm-hmm. out on the deck and stuff. So they show all these winter sports. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I loved Bond in his, uh, in his ski 
onesie. Mm-hmm. He looked awesome. It was it was blue. He did have some wonky uh, ski goggles. Oh my gosh, they, they were, were like they were so weird. Bug eye, like they didn't have they weren't one piece. They were like had a divider in between yeah, they the looked, two sides. They but looked it, it was like weird. big sunglasses, like white plastic sunglasses, but they were goggles. They were weird. Yeah, I mean, and they really only did that so that they could have the the stuntmen, you know. Yeah. But it was it was good. It was there's good scenes. Yeah. Good scenes. Good scenes all around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else we got are our topics? Well, we have the Bond girl. We've been talking about her mm-hmm. like crazy, so we're good. Yeah. Team Tracy all Team the way. Tracy. She's my favorite Bond girl to date. Love her. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. The villain is Blofeld. He's iconic. I've laughed really hard, actually. This has been a running theme through the podcast is that I saw all of the Austin Powers films before I saw any of these. So it was really funny to see just how much Austin Powers ripped this off. Like, (laughs) Dr. Evil is identical to Blofeld in this movie. It's Mm -hmm. so funny. He has the gray suit. He's bald. He has the white cat. It's... It's hysterical. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's and there's a few different actors who have played Blofeld, and this guy's name is Telly Savalas, and he's great. He sounds more like a, a like a New York tough guy, like yeah, he's not than so... like a Europe weird European guy or something. Yeah, I don't you know. you almost kind of want to like side with him. Like he's not he's not so bad, right? Like <laughs> you I mean, know, he kills. Uh, one of Draco's guys who's, like, kind of keeping tabs on James Bond. He, like, hangs him. That's mm-hmm. kind of messed up. But. Well, I mean, he's not a good guy. Don't give me no, wrong. No, but I'm just saying he doesn't, like, murder thousands of people in this. But by the end, you really do hate him, don't you? Yes, he's awful. So should we just talk about it? Let's talk about what happens after the wedding. Uh, okay, so they get married. <laughs> it's so romantic. I, like, almost have tears in There's my like, eyes. Th- it was a really pretty scene. And and uh, so, like, all the gang is there. Uh, Money Penny is there, and she is destroyed. She's distraught. She is crying. She's looking at James longingly, like, why are you not marrying me? <laughs> and this he, throws, be me. he throws his hat at her one last time because that's their thing. He always chucks his hat, you know, when he comes in the office. And actually, at the beginning of the movie, they're flirting and he kisses her full on the he lips. He kisses her full on the lips and then asks her to come over to his house at 8 o'clock. And she's Whatever like, oh, happened, you she know never I did. Can't do that. Ugh, yeah. money penny. Money penny, get the stick out of your butt <laughs> and go to his damn house at 8 o'clock when he asks you to. <laughs> Come on. But uh, uh, Q and M are there, and there's, like, just these flower garlands everywhere. There's it's just like tons in of the people. beautiful place in, like, coastal Italy, maybe. I don't know really. I don't know where it is, but it's beautiful. Well, and what was so cool, too, Bond, her wedding ring is so cool. It looks like, it looks like someone it just, looks like. looks like arts and crafts. <laughs> shut up. It's like, I like it. I'm just saying it looks kind of homemade. That's what's so sweet. So it's basically, it's like silver and gold, and it's like someone melted down silver and like drizzled it in like a fun design and then got gold. <laughs> <A> fun design. <laughs> <laughs> Vaughn goes in, can you just, just something fun. Just just something fun. Have fun with it. <laughs> and then they take the other, I don't know what I said first, gold or silver, mm. but and then drizzle it and then... Meld it. Well, I don't. What's the word I'm looking for? Like intertwine it. Like weld it together. Yeah, yeah. put it together, and it's just like this beautiful like art piece. Yeah, it's different. I'm not. Seen, yeah, it's very yeah. It's interesting. And the scene is, you know, it's them actually getting married, and she's just crying and 
James is wiping away her tears, and it's so precious. And, and then again, again, like, I cannot imagine Sean Connery doing that. No. Tenderly wiping away anything. I will ever. say, for how, <laughs> like, restrained and rigid George was, that scene was... Your, your phone is right in front of you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought that was our dog making sounds. I'm sorry. Chase's phone buzzed, and he's, like, looking all around and the nuggets the room. are killing the jazz right now. That's what's going on. Sorry. Well, shoot. <laughs> uh, this is a James Bond podcast, not a Utah jazz podcast. I know, I know. Uh, but, yes, they get into the car, and all is great. They have this beautiful car. It's all decorated with flowers everywhere. Like covered in flowers. Covered. Which is really the downfall. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. you, whoever put those flowers on there. <laughs> so they're driving down the road. There's this group of teens. They're talking about how they're going to have six kids. Yeah, three boys, three girls. <laughs> okay, Tracy, calm down. And uh, these teens or someone are driving behind them. They're honking, waving at them. And... James flags them over, like, pass us. The, he, the teens go, see it with flowers. Yes. Like, as if that's a, I guess that's like a slogan. For yeah, he's like, oh, I guess we do look like a flower advertisement mm-hmm. or something like that. And he pulls over to the side of the road, and he starts taking off all the flowers mm-hmm. that are on the car. And next thing you know, you see, oh, this is, rewind. <laughs> when James and Blofeld are fighting on the bobsleds, James, like, throws him off somehow, and he gets Blofeld gets caught in, like, tree branches, like, hanging by his neck. <laughs> so you don't know, like, is he dead? Yeah, or... like, he's kind of just stuck there. I mean, you, you really assume know. he's not dead because yeah. whatever. But, you know, you just kind of don't really know what's going on. So now we're back to the car scene. And this car drives by, and you see Blofeld with a neck brace <laughs> <laughs> driving the car. And his henchwoman. Irma Bunt. Yeah, in yeah. the back seat with this giant-ass gun. And just, just shoots a bunch of shots. Shoots up the car. James like ducks behind the car, and then he's like, "It's Blofeld, and let's go." And he, he opens in the, the car door, and looks at Tracy, and she has a bullet in her head. She did. She did. R.I.P. Tracy. <laughs> it was sad. It is guys. sad. It really is. And I, uh, I, I didn't know how much longer we had left in the movie, so we went and ran an errand. Uh, this evening, and I was just reading the Wikipedia just because I wanted to like get caught up on it. I don't. I don't know why I didn't think that, like, something terrible would happen. I know. I wish I was, I, like, I was looking forward to seeing your reaction. I know. I spoiled it knowing, for myself. But, but yeah. you know what? It was still just as devastating. Like, it was still so sad. Because, oh, man, Tracy. And and Bond does this thing where I don't know if it's 100%, like, successful for me where he's, like, being, like, falsely, like, like, he's, like, there, there. It's okay. We have all the time in the world. Like, right. like it's, patting it's, her head, like as if she's still okay. That's how he's like expressing his grief, which I think is. It was a strange choice. I don't know if I he think he the, can act as well enough to kind of pull that kind of thing off. Yeah, I agree. I think it was beautifully written, mm-hmm. but I don't think he um, executed it well. And he sort of, like, sobs into her a little bit, you know, like, he's really sad. And then they let the music play, like, the sad music. And then it's kind of jarring, like, out of nowhere. It's like, da-da-da-da-da. Like, the, <laughs> the theme kicks in, and it's, like, starring, you know, like, all the credits roll and stuff. And so it's kind of a weird tonal. The the tone shift was a little bizarre to me there. But uh, I don't know. It's good. I like I like this movie. I think it's good. Yeah, so do I. I'm way into it. I think it's better than most of the movies we've seen so far oh yeah this is my top like this i can honestly say i liked i haven't been able to like any 
of you didn't, the other I thought you would, would have liked Goldfinger, but you really didn't. No. Yeah. I hated Goldfinger. <laughs> it was horrible. I think you liked From Russia with Love better than Goldfinger. Yeah, I totally did. Hmm. Yep. Oh, well, this, this was a good one. And so, so Lazenby didn't come back. He had this manager who was like... Uh, Bond is like establishment, you know, this is like 1969. He's like, now everything's about the counterculture. Like, you you know, this is like, this is going to go away. You don't want to be tied to this. And so he basically just quit. And he also, um, showed up at the premiere with a beard and kind of like longer, shaggier hair slightly. And we were looking at some pictures of him and he looks, I think he looks cool, but that angered the producers and all of them, like, that he showed up not looking well, like James no, Bond. No, so everyone knew he was going to show up that way. They had specifically asked him to shave and mm-hmm. cut his hair. And he said And no. he just gave him the finger and said, nope, like, I'm not going to be Bond. He announced, I want to say near the end of filming, that he n- didn't want to be Bond. So hmm. people already knew. And so this was just him, you know, just kind of putting that final nail in the coffin of, I'm not your Bond and I'm not going to do this again. Hmm. I don't care what you think of me. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. maybe it was more of a dick move than it seems now. But the way actors are nowadays, like, they can get away with literally anything. And I think if they really, you know, wanted him to be Bond again, they would have made it happen. And yeah. he just didn't want to. Well, in the movie, it didn't help that the movie really didn't do very well No, the, either, the so. movie didn't do well at all. I pulled it up on Box Office Mojo. Because we're going to have our facts straight, guys. <laughs> we're really into having hard facts. We're not, yeah, we're going <laughs> to try to get our... So uh, this gro- this grossed $22 million, mm-hmm. which um, is terrible <laughs> <laughs> in terms of all of them. So it ranks uh, 23 out of 25 films. Mm-hmm. And um, if it were to be ju- adjusted for inflation, it would actually be um, 21 instead of 23rd, and it would be uh, $143 million. Okay. So, so uh, the the 25 is Dr. No, which... Which, it was just starting out. It so just started, yeah. It, yeah. Made, it made $16 million. And But adjusted for inflation, Dr. No is 19, mm-hmm. and adjusted for inflation... Uh, the 25th is licensed to kill. Just. Uh, mm-hmm. Dalton. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. So, I don't know. Final thoughts. What what haven't we talked about? I don't know. I, we've, we've really kind of jumbled up the whole plot and just confused <laughs> everyone. So. I think the pleasure of this podcast is just, you know, hanging out with us. So, don't worry about that. Yeah. We're a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I will say this movie, um, I enjoy it a lot. And uh, Dal- or Lazenby has said, like, basically, he has no regrets. Yeah, which no I love. Regrets. No so, regrets. And so, uh, you know, I think that's kind of cool that he's just like, I did mine. Didn't really work out, but whatever. And I, was, I heard, uh, I read somewhere that he is... Of the, like, living former Bonds, he is by far the most wealthy because he, he had a lot of, like, real estate investments that, like, paid off. So he got, he's got tons of money. Like, I don't feel bad for him. No. He's, he's fine. I feel bad for Pierce Brosnan for some reason. I feel like he hasn't had the career he wished or deserves. I agree. And I'm single. And it's It's great. 
Where are those happy days? They seem so hard to find. I tried to reach for you, but you have closed your mind. Whatever happened to our love? I wish I only So yeah, so that was this week's episode. Um any final thoughts on on this movie? Does this give you more hope yes. for the movies to come? Yes, it gives me so that much. You'll be hope. able to I'm get through them in one sitting. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed because now I know I have to go back to Sean Connery. <laughs> it's funny, uh, people adore him. Can like, we like? Can we, we like put Thunderball at the end? I just am dreading watching that movie because I've watched it a couple times and it's so boring. Yeah, it's if just, we could skip it and go straight to uh, what's the one after that? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think if anyone who listens twice. to this podcast, I don't think they're too cared about the chronological order of our episodes. I think they do care, oh. and I think they'll be upset. <laughs> but yeah, it's this this movie was really fun. It was really interesting to um, kind of research. I think that's what I've been missing with these other bonds is I haven't been so excited to like look up things about Sean Connery because it's like I just don't give a shit about him like so many people <laughs> just love him they'll be like he's my bond he's definitely yeah like my we bond. were yeah. we were at my mom's house for Christmas and she's like oh Sean Connery and Pierce Brosnan I love them and I'm like why like I mean I get Pierce like Pierce is like so dreamy <laughs> but Sean Connery like I just don't see it and I, I don't think he's that good of an actor and I don't like his bond yeah I mean, he's not my favorite. You know my favorite, Daniel. Daniel, I think he's my favorite too. Danny boy. So, there so you yeah. Go. So there's that. Uh, we'll figure out what one we'll post next. Another thing that we're thinking of doing is like a Delilah's choice, and <laughs> uh, it won't have anything to do with James Bond. So I will just pick a movie that I either really love or I've never seen that I've really wanted to watch. And we'll just kind of go over it. And what what are you thing, thinking about for it? I, I, I want to do Goodfellas. Oh, Goodfellas. So yeah. Chase and I went to Japan in November and we were just like taking a break or something and turned on the TV. And our hotel, they only had one like English channel and it was this movie channel and they would just play different movies. And they played Goodfellas and I could not leave the room. Like, I'd never seen it before. Chase was like, have you seen this? You know, when it starts playing? I'm like, no. And I get all into it, and I could not leave the room. I was just staring at the screen for two hours. It was so captivating, so good. I just want to talk about it to anyone that will listen to me. So it might be good, fellas. Yeah, we could do that. Or E.T., which is another movie she saw recently for the first time and freaked out about. It's Lost my goddamn awesome. mind. It's you guys, so good. Steven Spielberg is a genius. <laughs> Did you guys know that? <laughs> so, yeah. E. Anyways, great. this is getting really long. We should stop. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's that uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. It's a mouthful to say. It's a damn good movie. It's got some weird things in it, but you can forgive it because he gets married in the end. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and the bonds of marriage will return. <laughs> <laughs>